We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Now hear why it's so true. Welcome to Social Capital, the weekly podcast where we dive into social relationships and how the investment you put into them establishes trust, reciprocity, and value within your networking community. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with top professionals and dive into their best networking stories and techniques to share with you. Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency, hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. Check out more at keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. If you haven't already, definitely reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm sharing daily posts related to marketing and every single one of my guests that have been on this amazing podcast, Social Capital. So thank you. And I also want to hear from my listeners. I want to know what you like about the show. If you've got any recommendations for individuals I should have as a guest, definitely want to hear from you. Today's guest is Joel Foreman. He's the proud author of Foreman's Financial Facts, a financial management blueprint. His mission is to educate people so that they can manage their personal finances with confidence for life. Over the past 30 years, Joel has worked in corporate America in a variety of financial roles. He started in traditional financial roles in the financial services and banking industries. And after about six, about 16 years ago, he successfully moved in the consulting world. Joel, welcome to the show. Hey, Lori. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And that was a, a great recap of uh, my history to this point. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive in. I mean, let's, let's talk about it. What is it? Why is it so important to have a personal budget? Well, a personal budget to me is really the foundation for anyone's financial management and money management needs. Because if by building a personal budget, you're going to understand where you're spending your money, what you're spending it on, and you're going to make sure that you're bringing home enough money on a monthly basis to not only cover those fixed and variable expenses, but to also have money left over to what I like to call pay yourself for savings and investment opportunities. And if you don't have a good handle on the budget and what you have coming in versus coming out, it's gonna be really difficult to do those other two. Definitely makes sense. So why is it important to have a plan for saving money for the things you want and need? It, it's really quite simple. Unfortunately, we know, you know money makes the world go round. We can't go in and you know, purchase a new uh, computer with a smile. So what one of the things that I teach in my blueprint is, you know, I, I break it down into percentages for you. 55% is generally for your core bills, you know, your rent, your mortgage, um, car payments, you know, any loans you have, et cetera. Then I have 21%, which is a little bit more flexible for wants and needs, you know, for your going out to dinner, for, you know, entertainment, for, you know, going to the movies once the pandemic is, you know, kind of a little bit more behind us. And then the most critical piece of that is the 24%, which is what I call the pay yourself first, which is you break that down to savings and investments. And the savings part of that is, let's say you want a new couch or you, you know, you're looking to make, you know, to get a new car and you want to have a down payment on it by saving for that in advance and putting money aside, let's say you need a, you know, a $5,000 down payment. Well, if you all of a sudden just have to come up with $5,000 from somewhere in your financial arsenal and you didn't plan for it, it might be more difficult. But by putting this money aside incrementally, 
it makes the buying experience so much easier when you go to buy that car because that $5,000, while you'll feel it, it's less painful because you already have it and you can enjoy the rest of the buying experience. Yeah, I think it makes life so much easier too to know that you have the funds ready to go as opposed to scrambling and trying to figure out, you know, how are you going to actually pay for this item, especially if it's something you need versus the want. Exactly. And, and the other thing is, you know, emergency funds. And this, I've always told anybody who I've helped with any financial management to save for a rainy day or have an emergency fund. And lo and behold, that was never more you know, highlighted than in the pandemic, where all of a sudden we're all cruising along, we're all doing our own thing, hopefully doing fairly well financially. And all of a sudden the world stops. And if you don't have an emergency fund, if you don't have, you know, like cash on hand, it just made it a lot more difficult for a lot of people to navigate that time because they weren't ready for it. And I really, you know, couldn't stress enough that that's one thing before the pandemic, I've always stressed is to have that fun. You don't know, you could lose your job. You know, something could happen. If it's a two income family, what happens if, you know, someone loses their job and then they go back to work and they're making less than they were before, but you still have the same financial nut every month to have to deal with. There's so many good arguments for having that financial emergency fund or cash reserve, whatever you want to call it. So what are some of the key things to think about when you're setting these financial goals? Well, there, there's a lot of different things that come into to play. So I like to look at the whole picture. So you're going to be wanting to save up for things that you want, whether it's a down payment on a car, down payment on a house. You're also going to be thinking about retirement. And yes, no matter how young you are, and especially the younger, the better, because time is not always your friend in life. But when it comes to planning for retirement, time is absolutely your friend. The more time you have for that money to grow, the interest to compound, the market values of whatever you uh, invested in to go up, you want to think about that. And you also want to think about your children's future, even if you don't have any, and start planning maybe with a 529 plan or something that will get ready that can be used for their future education. So the first thing you would do is make a laundry list of some of the things that I've mentioned and maybe some other things that you want to do. And then the next thing is, is you sit down either with a, a financial advisor or you know an accountant or someone, or, or if you're able to do it yourself, fantastic, and lay out okay, and now I know how, you know, these are the things I want and the things that I need to save for my life and for my family. How do I get there? What's the plan? What's the steps? What's the vehicles that I'm going to go through to channel the money to either save and or invest to get to each of those milestones down the road? And that's why you have to kind of plan it out because obviously, you know, the house and the car is going to come before, prob you know, probably the kids and then the kids are going to come and then you know, you're going to have eventually the college and then the retirement is always there, but it's kind of in the background, but you really have to think about it because the, like I said, the more time you have, the better off you're going to be, the larger the nest egg at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, it's good to have a goal in mind and, and building that roadmap and how you're going to achieve that goal at the end of the day. That's great. Um, all right, this is a great time to quick, take a quick pause for a message from our sponsor. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Your business succeeds when your lead generation activities are in top working condition. Podcasting is a great avenue to boost your lead generation as well as your personal brand. Go to keystoneclick.com slash podcasting to learn how to get started and begin being the industry expert today. 
So Joel, some people hear the word networking and it invokes some sort of fear, hesitation, reservations, and my goal is to really alleviate some of those fears. So can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Absolutely. Um, first of all, I, I'm a, a avid fan of networking, always have been, always will be. I'm a big fan of it's not what you know, but who you know and who they know. And that is a good segue into how I got onto this podcast with you, Lori. Um, a mutual contact of ours I recently connected with, her name is Grace Chang, and I mentioned to her, among other things, that one of my goals was to get on a few podcasts like this, and she says, oh, I think I can help you. I know two people that have really successful podcasts. You know, Lori, you being one, and then Tisha Hammond has another show, and I'm going to now be on both. So I didn't realize when I first talked to Grace that that was going to come up in conversation, let alone lead to this, but you know, you just never know when you're talking to someone and you're sharing your goals and she's sharing her goals and I've introduced her to people where it's going to lead. So for me, that's very recent, hot off the presses. And I'd have to say, even though I have a lot of other great successful stories, I think that's probably the best. I love it. I mean, obviously it's exciting that I'm getting the shout out there, but <laughs> at the end of the day, what I, what I love that you did here is that you basically, you know, put it out to the universe and told the world, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'd like to do. And your network jumped in and helped you solve that, that challenge that you had. Absolutely. And, and I think that's, I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so thrilled. And I've, I've been trying to, uh, you know, think of other ways that I can help Grace. And one of the ways that I'm, I'm helping her is I have a, uh, a clubhouse call that I co-host every week with uh, Lauren Denai, and Grace is going to be on that on uh, June 15th, and she's going to get a chance to promote everything that she's doing. So that's one way I can, I can say thank you and give her some additional uh, exposure and, and more of a voice on another venue. Oh, that's great. Love it. So how do you stay in front of and best nurture the relationships that you've created in, in your network and in your community? Yeah, well, well, for me, there's a couple of things, but for those of you that know who I am and, and follow me on LinkedIn or, or Facebook or Instagram, one of the things that I instituted at the first week in January and then the second week of January, I do like a financial word of the day, which I've been doing since January 2nd. And then since January 9th, I do videos each day and they're all related to financial tips. I mean, basically my financial blueprint covers eight financial topics. So it's always within the realm of one of those. And I know some people prefer to read things and some people prefer the videos. So that's why I'm doing the mix of both. And it also gives me, um, you know, a chance to hit two promos in the same day without doing the promo. Because I'm not always telling, oh, you know, go to go to formwithfinancialfacts.com and buy this or, you know, go look at what I have. A lot of times I don't even mention that. I usually say that that or I might have it in the intro um, you know, written for teeing up the video, but basically I'm constantly by videoing, I've been told that that makes it more personable. People get to know me a little bit more, feel like we're having a conversation and I'm very comfortable with that. I never thought I'd be doing all these videos, but I'm getting close to my hundredth and I just did my hundredth word of the hundredth word of the day. But the other thing that I do is I'm constantly just kind of reaching out to my network and just seeing how they're doing. And if there's anything new, or if I see that they've, you know, accomplished something and they've promoted it somewhere, I'll comment and I'll, you know, I'll try to try to share that and spread that good fortune for them um, along the way. So that's kind of the, the main ways that I do it. But a I lot think, of it is showing up and being consistent. That, that consistency is definitely a big factor in, in building that, um, that trust within your relationships and in your network that you've, you've been doing. So great job with that. Thanks. Um, 
Joel, what about, what advice would you offer to that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? I would say you have to be active and you have to be active now on as many social media platforms as you can, because you're going to reach different people on these different platforms. I mean, one of the things that I would say LinkedIn, I've always used LinkedIn successfully for kind of consulting opportunities, but now I've shifted it as now I'm a financial educator. So I'm using LinkedIn now more this year in 2021 than I have since 2008 when I joined. And it's been fantastic. Another great way is, is Clubhouse, a new audio platform. And it was originally only for iPhone users at first. Now the Android users are on there. So now everybody's on there, which is fantastic. It's a great way to go into rooms. They're all, you know, usually they tell you what it's about and what the guests are going to be. And you can get to know people and feel a connection with people so quickly in a short conversation. And that would, you know, happen you know, organically with emails or messages back and forth. But I've met some great people. where We've taken immediate action on doing things because we just connected. And I really, really just say any networking opportunity and that, you know, where you can be in person or where you can actually talk to someone, the Zoom calls, a lot of the virtual things, it's so much easier to build rapport when you're having a conversation and you can cover so much more ground so quickly. So I would say, put yourself out there you know, LinkedIn is hugely important, but don't, you know, don't shy away from Clubhouse and other things that are more, uh, you can get more quick hits and maybe meet more people in a short period of time. I, I think that's great. I mean, definitely leveraging the different uh, digital tools and resources, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, you know, as you mentioned, are fantastic ways to expand your network uh, fairly quickly too, actually. I would agree. Joel, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? That's a that's a really good question. And I, you know, I, I haven't thought about it often, but occasionally I do. And one of the things that I would say is, um, you know, when I was when I was young and I went through my junior year of college and I really wasn't really too happy with it. I wasn't really a great student. I was struggling a little bit and I had this burning desire to have my own business. So I, I dropped out after my junior year, much to everyone's dismay, family, friends, et cetera. Uh, I tried to pursue my own business for four years. I, I learned so much, um, but I would say looking back on it, after the first two opportunities didn't work out, after three years, instead of just trying to pursue the dream then, I would have had the wisdom to say, okay, go on a different plan for now. You can revisit this later. And I ultimately did do that just a year late. I went back to 49 credits of hell, but in, you know, in 12 months and I got my degree and I have to say it was the best decision I ever made. I was so proud of myself. I did better that year than I did any other, but I would say that, you know, over the years since then, there's a few times when I've wanted to do something more entrepreneurial and I would have done it a little bit sooner but, you know, sometimes you get on a different path for a different reason. And last year, the pandemic gave me yet another pause in my career. And my youngest son said, Dad, you know, you're helping me with my budget. You're helping me with, you know, savings. You're helping me with investing. You're helping, you know, my siblings. You're helping my friends. You're helping my girlfriend negotiate better, you know, rates on loans. Dad, you have all this knowledge. You've been doing this for free for all these years, helping everyone. And everybody's still coming to you. But people my age need this. I'd be lost without you. Some of my friends that don't have access to you, 
are clueless when it comes to money. So sometimes you just go through life and you get to a point and something gives you time to pause. And, you know, you're always trying to, you know, pass on wisdom to your kids. This was one time my, my, one of my sons passed on wisdom to me. And since I decided to do this blueprint, I've been happier than I have ever been. And the timing of it, it, it was just great because I actually had the time to really delve into it. So I would say, you know, be open-minded to when events or pauses happen in your life and you get a chance to rethink what you're doing and how you're doing it and how else you can use your skills to help others. Yeah, I think that's great to being, being open-minded is definitely something I think everyone should maximize and, and leverage regardless of age, honestly. Um, but the earlier on, I think that you realize that, um, the better the opportunities are for you in the future. Absolutely. And I just thought of um, one other really important point uh, on, on a financial, you know, like tip basis, if I if I may. Sure. Um, one of the things that I, you know, I mentioned, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about money, don't want to plan for money, don't want to do a budget. But one way that I've helped a lot of people feel a lot better about that is by embracing the concept of paying yourself first. Because if in that budget, you're, right, you're paying your rent, you're paying your car insurance, you're paying all these other things, you're paying your groceries, utilities, et cetera. If you have lines in there where you're paying yourself, if you have saving lines in there where you know you're saving some money for the emergency fund, the car, the house, whatever, vacation, whatever it is for, you know, anniversary present for, you know, for your spouse, and you're also investing. So every time you're getting a paycheck, you know that that 24% is going to split between savings and investing, all of a sudden paying bills doesn't become so bad when almost 25%, 24% in this case is going to you. When you're mm -hmm. paying yourself, it just changes the whole dynamic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It took me a while to learn that one on my own, honestly. Um, but it, it is an incredible advice. And, and you're right, you mentioned this earlier, you know, the younger you're starting in that process, the better off you're gonna be for yourself. A absolutely, when, when it comes to money, time is almost, almost always on your side. So, uh, Joel, I, I didn't prep you with this one, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something you'd like to ask me? Oh, fantastic. Well, one of the things that's on my horizon, as well as being on a podcast, is possibly hosting one, but it just seems like so overwhelming. Could you maybe share a couple of things that, you know, that made you, A, first decide to be a podcast host, and then some of the things that helps you you know, make it more manageable and not so daunting. Absolutely. Well, I've definitely covered the journey of how I got into podcasting a couple of times. Um, I'll just briefly touch on that. I was first uh, asked by a, a colleague many years ago to be a guest on his show, and I had lots of reservations and and didn't want to proceed. And after a couple months of him nudging me, I said, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> and, and I did it. I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> so um, that was kind of like what triggered me doing this. I realized that it's a great platform um, for thought leadership, you know, and, and we've covered consistency is a great way to continue to put your name out there and be a resource to your network. And yeah, um, you know, I, I, I did some blogging and I enjoy writing. I just, I'm not good at doing it consistently. Um, I'm not afraid to be on camera and video. It's just too much uh, mental and time preparation. You know, you got to look good. Lighting's got to be good. So I just found that the podcast and the audio only platform was a great medium for me to leverage, to, to get my message out there and connect and, and support my network. Um, 
so that's how I got started. And as far as the, the tips, um, I think it, it goes down to consistency. And I invested a lot of time in kind of building my plan as far as the structure of the show. I'm pretty um, specific on the dates and times that I will record episodes. So I always have those blocked in my calendar. Um, and I'm leveraging automation as far as um, how to get uh, my guests on the show and um, you know remind them how to uh, that we've got a show coming up to record and, and post show and as, as far as um, the promotion and distribution plan is uh, set up and structured in a consistent format as well so that my listeners know what to expect and when. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. And the way you break it down, it doesn't seem as daunting, you know, to me and all the reminders were very helpful because I was doing some prep obviously for this. And as it got closer, those gentle nudges were, were helpful. <laughs> so uh, I thank you for that. So in terms of, you know, podcasting versus the other networking that you do, where do you feel like you're getting the most connectivity uh, in your network? Is it through your podcast or is it through other platforms like I mentioned? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I, I've connected with a gazillion people uh, through my podcast. And one of the beauties that came of this that I did not anticipate was after I would interview with someone, they would ask if I knew, you know, John, John Smith or whatever. And, and I'd say no. Um, and they'd say, oh, this would be a, this person would be a great uh, guest for you to have on your show. So even though I wasn't seeking, you know, to have those connections, they were just happening organically. And I, and I, that has significantly grown um, my reach, my network, my audience. Um, so uh, just an, an un, unknown that came out to be a positive. Um, so I'd say, yeah, my podcast and LinkedIn is probably the vastest space that I've grown my network. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. So, you know, with, with that in mind, you know, please let me know if you'd ever like to be on our PR and wealth building or marathons, not sprints clubhouse call. I would absolutely, Lauren and I would love to have you. We could talk about that <laughs> offline. Sure. Sounds fun. Um, and let's see here. So you've actually got a, a giveaway for our listeners today. You want to talk about that briefly? Yes, I do. Well, as I mentioned earlier, and as you, you alluded to earlier about my financial blueprint, I cover eight what I consider basic concept or foundational uh, areas or principles that you really need to master in order to manage your uh, personal finances with confidence. So I created a pamphlet and I basically called it eight principles of financial freedom by form is financial facts. So each page here will give you an example of how a personal budget will be important. That's one page. Then the, there's a basic savings method that's my second section of my blueprint. Then you go to basic investment methods, then retirement planning, building your credit. And that really is really helpful for those people that want to understand more about how their credit score works and how it helps them. Primary loan types, life insurance, and planning for college. So I know there's a lot of other things, but I did a lot of research and I gave this a lot of thought. And I think if you can kind of get a good foundational footing on each of these areas, and my blueprint walks you through that and reinforces concepts and and you know philosophies and habits you'll really get a good sense so this giveaway is a little snapshot of what the broader blueprint will cover all right and we will have that available uh in our show notes for anyone to um access 
they're interested. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, then you can go to my website and, and, and see more and certainly check me out on LinkedIn to see the, the daily tips that I give both in the word of the day and videos. Love it. All right. So, Joel, do you have any final word or advice off our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, none of us are an island onto ourselves and all of us, you know, have enjoyed different levels of success and continue to enjoy that. But one of the the ways that I've found have really helped me to grow is I try to help as many other people as I can along the way. And I also, the people that are helping me, like I have a social media team and a brand management team, I like to consistently let them know that I appreciate all their efforts because I couldn't do it by myself. And I really do, uh, I am grateful that I've had people believe in me and what I'm doing and I've uh, gotten to know me and then I introduce people and then, you know, they collaborate or create something great and it's just very rewarding. So I would say just always, always think about how you can, you can serve others and always remember that you're, you know, you're not alone. You're not doing it alone. You don't have to be, and that's okay. There's a lot of good people out there, a lot of smart people that can give you a lot of great wisdom and you just never know when that next contact of yours is going to lead to something big for them or for you. I, I think that's fantastic uh, advice. I mean, you never know. And that's the beauty of creating these relationships, you know, and that's why you should always just put your best foot forward and, you know, be the best resource and partner that you can be as you continue to connect. A absolutely. Just, you know, just, just be yourself, just be your authentic self. I mean, no. You don't have to act that way. You just, if you're just you, it, it makes it so much easier. 100%. So Joel, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, I know you shared a couple of things about your website went up, but what is the best way that they can reach you? Um, I would say that the two best ways would be LinkedIn first and foremost, because I, I put in my, you know, some of my email and my other ways of getting to me. Or you can go to, you know, foremansfinancialfacts.com and there's no E and it's all one word. So, um, and you can ask me questions or you can put things on my website and you can get to me directly there as well. So that would probably be the two quickest ways to, to get to me. And I guess the third way would be, you know, through Clubhouse, I, I have an Instagram account. So you can find me, you know, Foreman's Financial Facts on Instagram and um, you know, there, sometimes there I can respond quicker just because it's more instant versus me having to, you know, get a chance to look at email or, you know, get to my website and kind of grab the questions. We will include all of that information in the show notes. All right, Joel, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you. It was fantastic. I, I, I loved it. <laughs> all right, this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. Huge thank you to Joel for taking the time to connect with us. Again, if you haven't connected with me yet, definitely let's uh, connect on LinkedIn. Uh, in the meantime, we will just see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Be sure to visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to check out our free ebooks on business and networking. Mm -hmm.